0: currently uh, yeah, so where you guys from you guys having a good time you guys having a good time yeah you guys all ready for some comedy yeah can i get a whoop, whoop. yeah one more whoop. whoop keep them whooping going for your first comic whoop. keep whoop. Whoop. let's fucking def jam this shit def jam this shit whoop. there we go whoop. please whoop. welcome stage mary bushy ladies and gentlemen yeah.
1: are brand new. I got them today. I I had to go to the bicycle shop and I had to look really good. You know what I'm saying. Um, That woo woo made me like want to have a WWF name. Uh, What do I have going on today? Um, I have to go to work right after this. And I almost got fired the other day because I told this techie to shove that selfie stick up her ass. (laughs) So they put me on, like, write-up or whatever. And also, because apparently saying fuck, Mary kill is a bad game to play at work in front of people. <laughs> For the record, fuck, uh, fuck Caesar Milan the dog whisperer, <laughs> kill Anthony Bourdain, and Mary, uh, fuck, I don't even remember the guy. Whatever. Wow. So blew that joke. Um, I recently moved out. It's been wonderful. Um, I thought right away, I was like, oh, I'm gonna Parents for three years. I'm going to finally have sex. Three years of abstinence. No, 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 no. I just hear my roommates have a lot of sex. Be careful with the cord, it's cutting out. Okay. That's what she said. What? (laughs) That always ends early, right? Um, But whatever. You know, I'd be laying there anyway, and I'm still just laying there, so, you know. You know what I mean? Um, Indeed. Uh, Why isn't there a... a, Why don't we have an Asian rapper yet named Lil Wang? (laughs) Um, So I used to be a model, surprise, I know. Um, And when I was a model, I had to have the thigh gap in Paris, and the thigh gap is where you put your feet together and your legs don't touch. It's basically when your nanny has no pillows to sleep on your like in jail <laughs> on a really shitty bed. Um but yeah, they were always like you must have the thigh gap, you must look emaciated. And I was like they're for Vogue and stuff. I'm like you guys y'all can't afford Photoshop? Like <laughs> Why don't you look get a girl who's like got a healthy pretty face and just like slim off her pounds on whatever? It sucked. Um But I had a really good idea since they decided they really want these emaciated girls. Why don't they just drive up to a morgue and get some dead Russians? They look exactly the same anyway and they won't need to be paid. They'll just lie there. You know, you can, like, they love that one look but they're just like this. And, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio, the modelizer, would love it. He could weaken at Bernie's it at the yacht you know, like these girls are just laying there just like me. <laughs> um, I don't know, it's just something to think about and you know if they instead of put like organ donor on their license plate, they can put model donor so all girls can feel good about themselves no, 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 no. too dark um, <laughs> I uh, I love Planned Parenthood. Any musicians in here? Yeah. <laughs> musicians. Yeah, it's like that it's that can you think of an abortion jingle for me? We need to say Planned Parenthood. Like ba-da-bam-bam-bam. i am killing it. <laughs> um, but I do love Planned Parenthood. Next time I go, I have a frequent buyer card. <laughs> so I got like six punches in the card and next time I go, I get a free abortion. So we need yeah. that jingle. <laughs> um, <dun. laughs> I was gonna go move to Nashville but I decided not to because um, they all own guns and they, they hate abortion there. So I was like, uh, what else could I talk about there? There's nothing else to talk about. And so then I was like, you know what, Mary? You go to Nashville and you talk about abortion. And if they put the guns on you, just ask them to aim right around here. Like, like, not here, not here, like right here. Dead babies. Um, Uh, I saw that post, Pam, about the guy from Arkansas who stole a baby and tried to exchange it for 15 Big Macs. (laughs) 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 Um, It's just not the same anymore, human stealing. Um, I just wanted to talk about it, because I love it when babies get stolen. Um, I guess it's all for me. What else do I want to talk? I think that's about it. Um. Yeah, I have to go to work. Whatever. Bye. <laughs> yeah. for, you, and job. Keep it going. for Mary. I'm gonna swap mics. Swapping
2: mics. Is this better? Let me jiggle that around. Is this better. You
0: were playing Fuck
1: Mary
0: Kill. I love that game. Uh, you guys wanna play real quick? Yeah. So we're gonna. Do it. You guys wanna. You guys wanna play real quick before I bring next comic? Okay. Fuck Mary Kill. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Or Tom Hanks, <laughs> <laughs> Castaway Tom Hanks, <laughs> Philadelphia Tom Hanks, <laughs> Forrest Gump Tom Hanks. Oh, yeah, fuck Philadelphia, Philadelphia Tom Hanks. Mary Forrest Gump. Yeah, yeah. fuck her. Okay, she, Somebody. Okay, Mary Bushy wants to get AIDS. That's what we just found out.
3: <laughs> Mary Forrest oh. Gump kill Castaway.
0: Kill Castaway. Fuck you. Yeah th- Yeah th- Okay so we know How she thinks too Alright yeah But one can say That Tom Hanks Is lean when he's In Philadelphia Dying of fucking AIDS Too right He was cut on that bed I mean does he have 1980s health insurance, Or like Does he have like He is really fashion You know think it's a fashion sense In Philadelphia Dude if he's got the meds It's phenomenal Well Yep Alright uh, I'm excited about Your next comment guys Uh Please, big round of applause for Mr. Cole Chapman, ladies and gentlemen.
4: I feel like a Bill Hicks right now, and just kind of walk around at the mic stand, because it's already out of the hoop thing. This is fun. All right, this is a weird way to start, but uh, we're doing it, so. Woo! Who here is excited about Justice Alito? Yeah! Wait, Antonin Scalia, not Alito. (laughs) That guy died. Oh, man. That's, like, one that everyone's really stoked about. It's kind of weird. Like, even Saddam Hussein, people were like, I don't know if I feel good about this. Like, hanging, it's weird. But, like, that guy died. Everyone's just like, wah! Facebook status, all right. Like, Saddam Hussein at least killed, like, lots of people. And people were still like, I don't know if they should have uh, done that. That was weird. But my favorite thing about the uh, Antonin Scalia thing is the conspiracies that are, like, happening now. Have you seen these? They're awesome. They're amazing. And the turnaround, oh, fantastic. Like, they came out of nowhere. Like, immediate. Like, okay, so the best one is there's a CIA dart that leaves a tiny uh, red dot and causes heart attacks on contact. Yeah, crazy, right? And everyone's like, Obama did it. He shot him with a dart at the ranch. I'm like, that dude's got way too much, like, stuff to do besides poisoning people in the middle of the night. And also... People are acting as if, like, a fat dude whose whole main purpose is to stop gay people from fucking, who's 69 years old, him dying from a heart attack is, like, crazy. They're like, no way. This overweight man who's 69 years old died of a heart attack suddenly? Impossible. It's not possible. He must have been killed by Obama. Who here is excited about their uh, America's Got Talent audition? Anybody here audition? No? Not a single... Yeah, you're all here, everybody. Uh, you, oh yeah, I don't believe you, sir. Okay, <laughs> I, I, uh, I like that image. It's a good image. I'm gonna save that one for later. Uh, fucking hilarious. That was the funniest thing I've seen in a lot. Like the fervor around that, not from like experienced comics, but from like people who started doing comedy like after me. I haven't done comedy that long, guys. And then there are people who started like in July who are posting to Facebook like, got my audition with AGT today, wish me luck. It's like, don't advertise that. <laughs> don't advertise that you're not gonna be on the show later on. Like, you, like you're an open micer. What are you gonna do? Like spit your hot five at Brainwash and they're gonna be like, this guy's great. Bring him on in front of Howard Stern and fucking Howie Mandel, actual comic people. Like that's ridiculous. Like, it's America's Got Talent, not America's Got Asperger's. What the fuck is happening? Like, what, is that, unless autism is a talent now? Is that the thing? I don't know, man. It's fucking ridiculous. Oh, hello. Yeah. Fucking A. I lost my train of thought. Thanks, idiot. Don't blame me for your voice. I just wanted to hear your voice. Don't blame me for your spooky dreams, later. <laughs> <laughs> like, these are the same kind of people who, like, will do four open mics and then change their occupation on Facebook. They're like, no longer a plumber, <laughs> stand-up comedian now, mm-hmm. This like and then, like, drop out of stand-up, like, four weeks later, because it's like, they don't, why the fuck? Like, Kanye West would look at these people and be like, tone it down. Like, you're, <laughs> you guys are get a little ahead of yourself, all right? You're not the greatest of all time. Like, the last time a comic went far, on America's Got Talent, uh, he was a dragon. So if you got, yeah, no, for real, this guy dressed as a dragon, his whole shtick was being a dragon, made it to the finals. Now I don't see anybody with a, an act as interesting as that. The other guy uh, had a horrible stutter. And here's the thing about America's Got Talent, in order for them to like, recruit you, you need to have three things. Um, an inspiring life story, uh, like a, just like an interesting background on how you overcame that obstacle, um and like jokes you need jokes guys so that's the uh problem unlike that one thanks you you gave a little laugh and no i'm looking at you (laughs) don't turn around like my eyes suddenly mean this like it's (laughs) it's not do not (laughs) have oh one more jokes for you oh yeah one more about america's got talent i think it's hilarious that someone with six months experience would like go for an audition like that because that's like like as if i were to like put up a poster in high school being like vote for me for student body president and then immediately be like i'm announcing my candidacy for 2016. like you're not like this is not happening dude oh much like this set isn't happening oh well i tried are you giving me the light or are you just like thinking about it oh okay great well. No, I don't. All right, see you later. Yeah. Oh, guys, come
0: on shitting on people's dreams like that. Yeah. Perfect. We don't need those dreams. He oh, messed, fucking microphone stand. He uh, messed up a little bit though because he called Howie Mandel a comic, okay? <laughs> and we know Howie Mandel is not a fucking comic. Bobby's World, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Howie Mandela, I thought about it. It's like Louis Andrews. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Dude, if we were all in the 80s doing comedy, all of us would be making a profession. Because you ever watch 80s comedy? It's fucking nightmarish. It's so bad. But your next comedian is nothing like an 80s comic. Please welcome stage Sid Sing ladies and gentlemen.
5: to the color of my skin. I'm barely a 90s comic. All right. Uh, Actually, my... I don't know him that well. Gary Viener was on America's Got Talent uh, as a comic recently. And I know this because my friend Greg Stone got to play his roommate. They're much better friends, but, like, they don't live together, but they just thought Greg was funny. And, all like, he... They didn't like Gary's apartment, so they shot it at Greg's apartment because him and... uh, I'm just naming a bunch of New York comics at this point. It doesn't matter. Uh, it, it, so they just got to shoot it at their apartment and just pretend uh, Greg was his roommate, and he became such a hit that he just showed up at the finale, and they would keep cutting to him during uh, Viter's set just to be like, hey, there's your roommate. And for some reason, Greg was playing some like weird version of himself that he always had sunglasses or something like that. Uh, my point is I made a mistake moving here. Uh, no. I Don't, yeah, you're right. Don't don't audition for America's Got Talent if you're no even if you have experience don't do it what are you dumb like uh sure yeah I guess uh uh I don't I don't know Sammy that well so I don't want to say anything mean uh but now I just sound mean uh I sound like a dick I just I I pretty much spent two my first like minute just being a dick just different people the people I only know vaguely uh except for Greg I guess um yeah, I don't know. I think I think that's the type of show you like audition for when you're 15 minutes, or 50, 15 minutes, 15 years in, and you're like a one-liner comic. Because those are the comics that do well, is the comics who are like, listen, don't think about my jokes because you're not smart enough to. Let me just give you 40 of them. And uh, audiences like that. What are you going to do? I, it's not even audiences. I think the judges really like that. Like, If you want to win over Heidi Klum, like, just do 40 one-liners in an hour. Uh, wow. All right. Let's do some real material. Uh, I, uh, I'm friends with a beautiful woman right now. Like, I'm good friends with a beautiful woman for the first time in a while. And it's it's, like, it's very different. It's like a chore, you know? Because here's the thing. When you're, when you're just like regu- regular friends with a beautiful woman, you're just friends with one woman. But when you're good friends with a beautiful woman, you're friends with one woman and uh, eight dudes who want to fuck her. Do you understand? Like, that's... And that's so much work. That's so much work you don't need. And suddenly, I just become this guy who, like, everyone wants a recommendation letter from. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm their ticket to her Harvard pussy. Like, you understand? Like, that's... And I, I don't know how to explain to them, like, sh- she's not going to listen to me. Like, that's not... If I'm your best chance at fucking her, you're never going to fuck her. Like, she's not like, hey, you know whose advice I want? That guy who sometimes doesn't use plates. Like, the guy... <laughs> Hey, teach me how to love, guy who can teach me how to microwave stuff sometimes. All right. Uh, it's weird. People always ask me, oh, but would you fuck her? Huh? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, well, then you're not really friends with her, are you? Huh? You want something. And I think that's bullshit. I think you can absolutely be friends with a woman even if you want to sleep with her. I don't think that they're like two different ideas. Like I'll give you an example. Let's say my friend George had a brand new Xbox, Right. And he was like, yo, this is a great Xbox. Everyone wants to play this Xbox, but you will never play this Xbox, okay? Even though I'm gonna keep complaining that I don't find enough good people to play Xbox, with you will never, because first of all, you don't even look like you play Xbox that often. And two, when we first met, I thought you played PlayStation. Like this isn't, even if he said all of those things, I would still get coffee with him. You know what I mean? Like, that's not... i still talk to him about Game of Thrones. Like, those are still things we can do. And you know what I did afterwards? I'd go home and play Super Nintendo by myself. Like, that's still... Uh. <laughs> these are still things I can do. I'm friends with you for multiple reasons. And most of those reasons involve Game of Thrones. It is what it is. Uh, in fact, mo- most of those reasons are HBO <laughs> Go related, I think. <laughs> most of my friends just have passwords. How uh, am I doing that time? All right, cool. Uh, perfect. I... I've been getting drunk a lot lately. Like, I'm, I'm getting to that point where, like, uh, like, no one wants to have an intervention because they like me enough when I'm drunk. But they're like, but someone should. You know what I mean? Like, that's. And it's weird. I drink differently when I'm in America than when I uh, am performing overseas. Like, I was in Scotland and I was hanging out with these Australians. And the, the best way to describe drinking with an Australian is uh, uh, every Australian knows they can outdrink you but they still want you to try. Does that make sense? And so I would get so drunk that I would just have these new drinking experiences, right? Like doing things I had never done drunk before. Like, I think the first night when I was in Scotland drinking with them, I got so drunk that when I unblacked out, I was at the gym. <laughs> Does that ever happen to you guys? You ever get so drunk that you become responsible? Because that, that was new for me. All right, guys, I'm just gonna, all die. Right, peace.
2: Yeah!
0: that go we're gonna have fun he yeah, has so the next comic i'm real excited about your next comic uh your next comic is my favorite comedian with hpv please welcome to stage john gallagher ladies and gentlemen
6: thank you ethan albers gave me hpv isn't that nice <laughs> didn't know you can't test men for hpv but we both just knew at that moment it's like when a man gives birth to his child you're not no you're not sure when the exact moment of conception is but we both knew <laughs> we made eye contact and we're both just like i got some warts right in that poop hole all right how's it going guys thinking about hpv huh who else is hpv in here quick survey blake jones blake jones he's got it well, like straight up yeah oh does he okay <laughs> It's like a yeah, straight up. <laughs> Word up, it's got HPV, dude. That's good. So um, I, uh, I'm a Segway tour guide, guys. It's pretty cool, right? So I open it up, I'm like, hey, I'm a Segway tour guide, and I got HPV because I grew up on these fucking streets, Segwaying the most hardcore, a back alleys, Skid Row area. I just like that. somebody's like destitute with a fucking electric scooter. It's amazing. Uh, But yeah, like you do those Segway tour guides and you'd be surprised. A lot of cool, uncool people take Segway tours. Did you know that? A lot of people that might be fucking losers. (laughs) Some people that shell out $70 to ride a scooter around a city they're in for the first time. Aren't that cool. So uh, sometimes I I give these tours, and at the end of one of these tours, I had one of these people say the most depressing thing I've ever heard, which was, end of the tour, pull me aside and go, John, I've lived in San Francisco for five years, and that Segway tour you just went on, that was the greatest thing I've ever done. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. if You've been in San Francisco for five years, And a Segway tour is even in like the top 20 things you've done in your life. You should just take that Segway and just go off the Golden Gate Bridge because your life is better as like a metaphor for technology destroying San Francisco than you just to continue living, I feel like. I feel like that's a better way for you to listen to your existence. Uh, I'm a depressed man. Just got done eating a lot of McDonald's. Pretty cool, right? Yeah. One thing, here's how you know uh, you might be a little too depressed. Don't ever check your last couple of Google search history things, okay? Because here's what mine were. It was, uh, what are the health benefits of an all-fast food diet? Uh, (laughs) Followed by, uh, what is hitting rock bottom? (laughs) And all Google wrote back to me was, are you writing this on the McDonald's Wi-Fi right now? (laughs) And I was like, Whoo, you are, you're smart, McDonald's. And other thing, too, is I, I found out that I wasn't going to a lot of, it wasn't that I was going to a lot of different McDonald's, I was going to one. And if you're ever curious as to if you are the VIP member at your local fast food establishment, uh, here's a little key. So I wander in to order my food, and I just hear a man from the back, as soon as I put an order for my food, I just hear a voice just go,
4: hey, it's McDonald's
7: guy.
6: Like... <laughs> And, you know, you don't want to order fast food and be welcomed like a medieval king liberating a town. Because that's not great (laughs) for you. Like, you don't want to, like, if I wandered into that McDonald's, like, holding the head of the Burger King, and was just like, yeah, like, help me eat this motherfucker as blood as ranch dressing, then people would be like, yeah, McDouble's guy's back because their champions returned, and that's great. But I was just a guy walking in to eat food, and they're like, oh shit, Doubles guys here. We gotta go to overtime because holy fuck, he's gonna be packing away this shitty meat. He loves it. Speaking of shitty meat, Spencer Latham. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> you see that? It's called thinking on the feet. My feet are cold. Uh, I got I got holes in I got holes in my my shoes. I'm like a real homeless man. You look like the kind of guy. That's uh, that's been pretty much the entire look I've cultivated for myself. Patagonia man, striped shirt, and a minute, and holes in my shoes. (laughs) Where do we go? What talked myself right into a corner right here? Talk about buying fireworks? (laughs) I don't want to. I don't want to do that. Piece of shit. Piece of shit. Would you you talk like a prospector right now? (laughs) So your last comic, Sid Singh, is yelling at me like an old timey prospector, and I don't know why. (laughs) So, yeah, <laughs> better, better mill the mill the river for that gold, and then tell me about being a piece of shit. That's fucking. The finally, you know what? I feel like I feel like I'm letting this be a little too democratic, but that's okay because I this is gonna be fun. Uh, you know what? I don't feel like the high cost of hair care products is a thing for me. I feel like it's just genetics, l- running its course on my head. I'm a bald boy. And the thing that's most hilarious is that, even though though I'm a bald boy, I am the most hairy man in my family with hair on top of the head. My brother went bald when he was 16, and my dad was bald when he was like 17. And so, it's also hilarious because that means this haircut is the best at something. (laughs) Like, this is... (laughs) This haircut won.
2: (laughs) All right, so guys, I'm
6: John Gallagher, thank you. One of my favorites.
0: We had an EBT breakfast the other day. We did. You know what it was? It was uh, turkey sandwiches at about 9 in the morning because that's what people do. I'm excited about your next comic. Uh, probably the best timing in the business because he just walked in. Keep it loud for Mr. Adam Pearlstein, ladies and gentlemen.
2: Come on, Adam.
8: Hello, hello. Hey, um... Oh, What's up, Chris? So um Do you need your bag, Spencer? you what you're more nerve more nervous than I am. Um I'm just trying to last time like everybody's walking around, nobody listened, so I couldn't do any jokes. So is everybody cool? Alright, nice. Um, Um now, uh, politi- political correctness is a, um, is a thing, and uh, I try to be careful about what words I say and try not to offend anybody. But I think political correctness is kind of um, – it's hypocritical in some ways where we look out for some people in some groups, but we also neglect people in other groups. Let me explain. Um, I had a friend, Jeff. I've been a friend of mine since I was a little kid, and uh, he was getting married. He's gay. And uh, he called me up. He says, hey, Adam, uh, we've been friends for a long time. Um, I'm getting married. I would love for you to come to my gay wedding. I mean, he didn't call it that, but he was just like, come to my wedding. I'm just like, okay. Um, That sounds great, Uh, Jeff. I'm honored. Um, Wow. Thank you so much. Uh, Where's uh, your wedding going to be? And he says, oh, it's going to be at the uh, Church of Scientology. Okay. Um, Is there going to be any food there at your wedding? He's like, is there going to be any food? We're getting the whole wedding catered by our favorite vegan restaurant. Great. Um, Is there going to be a band there? He's like, is there going to be a band? We have the world's greatest Jaden Smith cover band (laughs) coming to my wedding. And I'm like, he's like, don't worry. They sound just like him. I'm like, okay. Um... You know what, Jeff? I'm sorry. I just don't feel comfortable exposing my children to your lifestyle choices. So I'm going to pass. Like, you get them getting out here where, like, you can be gay or you can get a sex change. But if you like Nickelback in the Entourage movie, you're faggot. You know what I mean? Like, you don't get to pick and choose. Like, when Bruce Jenner became Caitlyn Jenner, it was like, oh, my God, that's so brave. Good for you. But then when, like, Caitlyn Jenner came out as, like, a registered Republican, we are like, hey, fuck you, monster. you, f- You freak. You fucking freak. Like, we live in this crazy kind of situation now where, like, you know, they can scan us at the airport, they can read our text messages or emails. Like, Big Brother is watching us, and we're all reacting, like, how come it's not Big Sister? Why can't you call it Big Sister? Why be Big Brother? <laughs> like, shit, like, shit changed when I was a kid. Like, when I was a kid, everybody wanted to be black, and everybody was afraid of girls. Now everyone's afraid of black people, and everybody wants to be girls. It's, like, the weirdest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know my own strength Sorry Pam (laughs) This is going down the gutter anyway So who cares Um, We're at war fellas We're at war It's finally happening We didn't worry about it for the longest time But it's finally happening Lesbians are going after our woman It's true They stayed in their own circle for the longest time. Lesbians just had sex with lesbians. But now lesbians are going after straight women. And they're winning. And we're losing. How hard is it now to approach a woman? Be like, hi, I think you're cute. And she's just like, I don't exist for your own fucking to be observed by you. And then we're just like, okay, well, I was really nervous to approach you and tell you that. So, sorry. We're like, it's kind of like they're kind of being pimped by the lesbian community. Or a girl just be sitting there and like, Hey, I met this this cute guy today and uh he says that I'm really uh pretty. Oh yeah? Well that's rape culture right there. <laughs> really? Is it? Yeah. I'm the only one that really loves you. If they don't know anything. You'd be lost in this world without me. Really? Yeah. Okay. I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> the idea of, like, a, a lesbian pimping out an innocent girl. We're like, yeah, you can't say, like, hey, I think you're pretty. You want to go out sometime without, like, ending up on the news or something like that. Or on a blog post. Anyway, half-baked ideas. I just, no excuses. That was my best joke I've ever heard in my entire life. And it sucks. All right. Thanks, guys. That was the funniest hate
0: speech I've heard in a while, guys. <laughs> Oh, that's fucking phenomenal. Uh, I've got a couple of announcements. Uh, you guys are stuck with me for the rest of the mic. Don't. Okay. Silence. And we also got a rule. We have a uh, special thing uh, from management. If Paul Sanford shows up, the audience is obligated today and today only to throw bagels at him. We have a bag of bagels. If he shows up, we will equip the audience with bagels. Steve thinks that's funny because he was outside and he told me to do that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're having fun? Yeah. Woo! Sure. Ben, come on. Try to sell it a little bit more. Ben Lupinetti, are you having fun? We're having fun. Ben Lupinelli is having a real high. But please, keep that fucking stuff. I can't talk today. Keep that going for Mr. Ken Suzuki, ladies and gentlemen.
9: (sighs) Well, Kanye West is $53 million in debt. All while being married to a Kardashian. Which... Now, really, really changes the way I listen to the song Gold Digger. <laughs> really, the hackiest jokes are the most topical and hackiest joke of my set. Thank you. I'm going to cherish that laugh. No, but really, Justice Scalia dies, Kanye West has a Twitter meltdown. Oh, my God. I know, I've seen this. I've seen Star Trek Three. I know what this is. Justice Scalia had a mind meld with Kanye West. Got to get him back to the body. Got to rejoin him with his body so I can stop having this, so I can stop having this internal war with <laughs> each other. I feel very prophetic with this, like I'm here delivering a sermon or a message to my people or leading troops in the battle of some sorts. This is the most powerful I'll ever feel in my life. Um, but in all serious news, it is Lent. There's a Lent, so we all know what that means. Give up. Give up. But people here don't t- approach Lent the right way. They're giving up on things like, oh, I'm gonna give up on my family or my wife, maybe a career choice, maybe some dreams. Oh yeah, the heart. They're not giving up on the really the the easiest thing that they need to give up on to give up on, and the one thing they know that's gonna leave them, life. Why are you keeping it? It sure is g- not going to keep you. Anyway, Really, no, it's not. You think it's all nice. It's good here for you. It's by your side. Next thing you know, you're too old for it anymore. And it just goes off and leaves. You get too drunk at a party. Maybe you get in an accident. Oh, all of a sudden, you're not good enough for it anymore. It doesn't want you around. Anyway. What? You've got to think about now what to do after we die. Do I want to be buried? Do I want to be cremated? You know, Or how about this? The one most useful thing we can do with ourselves. Stuffed by a taxidermist. Yes, stuffed by a taxidermist. What? Just pr- think about it. We're running out with the population growing the way it is. We're going to run out of space. Why not recycle our loved ones as coat racks? Well, they picked up after us when we were little kids. Now they can help us even in death. It'll be like, well, I just walked in, audience member. Yes. <laughs> I hope he knows these are jokes. I hope he doesn't actually take my kill yourself. Well, anyway. <laughs> It'll be like we never died. We just got reborn as furniture, or lawn gnomes, or really anthropomorphic sex toys. I feel your pain, sir. I feel your pain. Well,
2: <laughs> what?
9: <wow. laughs> the littlest honk
2: <laughs>
9: for the most anticlimactical set. I've been Ken Suzuki. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
10: Yeah. That's
0: my thing. Yeah, try it with me real quick. Yeah. 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 Isn't it satisfying just being a lunatic? It's great. Uh, so, as you guys know, I give for you. Like, I give. Like, I took up hosting this mic today, and then I gave my set to this next comedian that's coming up because I adore this comedian. I don't really like her views about white people, but uh, please welcome to stage Dom Jalen, ladies and gentlemen.
3: I love my views on white people, whatever. Thank you. The other day, I, I did think to myself like, I don't hate white people, but I'm definitely okay with people wondering if that's true. I'm <laughs> all right with it. Uh, I was gonna lower this, but it's, uh, God, it's, you know what, fuck it. Uh, I just almost, yeah, I just almost felt I'm sober. All I've had was a burrito, uh, so that doesn't make any sense. Bye, Ken Suzuki. Zucker. all right whatever um all right let's uh i want to tell you guys a quick story um i want to tell you guys about my first boyfriend uh not to be confused i am still a lesbian but there was a moment there were several moments when i wasn't aware uh and one of those moments was in uh seventh grade and um i i had my best friend my best friend um well actually i should say my first boyfriend's name was vicky um, and, and we were best friends, and we would hang out before, after, during school, whatever. Um, and then one day he was like, listen, hanging out with you is awesome. Uh, I really like you. I think that we you should be my girlfriend. And I was like, wow, I think you should have kept that to yourself because that's really uncomfortable for me right now. And I, there's no taking this back. And he's like, actually, this is also uncomfortable for me, so we could pretend like this didn't happen. And I was like, great. And we sealed the pact, and that was solid. And then like he, a week later, he was like, mm, I changed my mind. I still think you should be my girlfriend. And I remember thinking, like, holy fuck, are we going to have this conversation every goddamn week? Like, it just, I just, you, that's not how, whatever. Uh, so I was like, all right, I need to find a way to make sure this never happens again. So I was like, all right, I will be your girlfriend, but we have some, we have some fucking ground rules to lay down. He was like, all right, let me hear it. And I was like, rule number one, you cannot kiss me. Uh, yeah, that makes sense, right? Like, I don't want to be your girlfriend. You know that I don't want to be your girlfriend, but you still want to make this happen. Fuck it. All right. So he's not allowed to kiss me, not on the hand, not on the mouth, not on the cheek, whatever. He's like, I'm still down. And I was like, great. Rule number two, you are not allowed to hold my hand, not in public, not in private. If I want my hand held, I will do it myself. All right. Like we're, <laughs> he was like, I am still down. And I was like, great. Last rule you are not allowed to tell anybody that I am your girlfriend. Uh, at this point, I do not know what he was getting out of this situation. Uh, but he was still down, he was still down. And uh, you know what, even though I moved away, it dawned on me the other day that we never actually broke up. Uh, so I've actually been in like a 13-year heterosexual relationship, uh, which I'm kind of excited about. Yeah, I feel like I can give tips now, right? Like. If if you want to be like, "Hey, what's the secret to a long-lasting relationship?" Answer non-communication. All right? Like that's I'm killing it out here. Cool. That was You can sip that down, bro. I'm not going to All right. I'm intimidated by tall people, I'll admit it. It would make me feel better if you sat down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I don't want to intimidate. You. Oh, well, that's super sweet. You know what's really stupid about that is that like Mary Bushy who is about your height uh <laughs> I'm just. Everybody just looks the same height once you get past like I don't know ten feet. Everybody's just like, oh, you're, I, I just have to bend my neck back high. Um, <laughs> whatever. Uh, and and so after a certain point, I just. I'm sorry. What's your name? Uh, Raphael. Raphael. You look like uh like a classic rock legend that I should know the name of, but don't. <laughs> He's got the flowy hair and it's like, or, all right, fucking. I'm not going to look to Tess anymore because she just keeps shaking her head. Like, not even encouragingly. Like, you know, when you have the friend in the crowd, you're like, just, like, tell me it's going to be okay. And she's like, no. Just don't. (laughs) Just stop. That's my time. You guys have been great. Thank you so much.
0: That was great. Good. (laughs) Keep it going for Dom one more time, guys. Keep it going. (laughs) I did, uh... I don't know. I'm, I'm going to do one thing and I'm going to bring up your next comedian. This is a short one. It's going to fail, but hey, it's going to be okay. Here's the thing. I'm, I'm going to yell at you guys about some stuff. It's not going to be funny. I'm telling you that right now. Okay? Okay. But to make it, like to take some pressure off every so often, I will I will hum or sing a familiar song to make you guys happy, to keep you real. Because I... I I'm afraid it'll shatter you, sir, the stuff I'm going to throw at you. Throw at everybody. Or not. Does anybody in here feel like they know how to love?
10: Yeah, laugh. Go ahead. because it's a safe thing to do.
0: Love. Emotional feeling or not? Yeah. No. No. I don't know where I'm going with that. Really don't. I was, uh, I I just wanted to sing, uh, I really, that was a half-baked idea. Uh, I just wanted to sing the Beverly Hills Cop theme song uh, after comics, but I didn't, I'm not going to do that. Your next comedian, no, I'm real excited about. Uh, Very, very funny. Please welcome to stage,
11: Tess Berry, ladies and gentlemen.
0: Give it all for Tess.
12: That clapping really picked up there in the end. Thank you. Um, Dom called me out for being an asshole, so... (laughs) Thank you, Uh, welcome, I'm here. Uh, she's talking about, like, people who are tall. I'm, I'm also, I'm tall. I'm 5'11". Um, and I feel like that's a lot of the reason why I believe in gender politics. Uh, like, not only do I wanna, you know, make money, uh, and have a vagina at the same time, but, uh, I also, like, A man has to be really comfortable with his masculinity in himself in order to date me. Like, women only look like me in the media when they're like an apocalyptic saving the world situation. (laughs) (laughs) And, I don't know, you just like, you have to be real comfortable to want to date me and uh, I'd like to to die alone. Um, Yeah, I'm a feminist. Uh, I've been thinking about the patriarchy. I think the patriarchy can be out of love sometimes. Um, I have a really overprotective dad and he likes to tell me what to do and what not to do so that I stay safe. But I'm a feminist. I'm a feminist. I believe in women's rights. Um, at least I think I do. I left a message with my dad to see if it's okay. <laughs> He's gonna call me back. Uh, I was on the phone with my dad the other day and I found out um, we, were j- we, <laughs> we were talking about politics and he just asked me, so what's your escape plan? And I was like, my escape plan? And then all these memories came rushing back to me. And I was like, Dad, are you like a doomsday prepper or something? And uh, he's like, yeah, you know, you gotta be ready for anything. Like, stuff goes down. I'm prepared to shoot my neighbor for food. And I was like, whoa. (laughs) It's like, whoa. And then I was like, do you think about this a lot? Like, is this something you think about regularly? And he's like, I mean, not as much as I used to. And I was like, I mean, I remember Y2K and the spam and the bottles of water in the basement. But the thing is like, he's a very contradictory man because he did all this prep for Y2K, but then we spent New Year's Eve at a hotel with family friends celebrating, (laughs) which (laughs) I don't think those two things go in hand in hand. So he kept asking me like, so what's your escape plan? What's your escape plan? And literally my escape plan only goes as far as I think escape plan is an awesome movie. Seriously, you guys should check it out. Sylvester Stallone and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger meet up in prison, and like, it's awesome! It's amazing! No, they literally, they literally, they meet up in prison, and like, Sly Stallone has to break into them professionally, and then um, there's no reason why they befriend each other, but the whole movie has has to work that they befriend each other, and uh, the only thing that you can use to explain it is sexual tension, like, they just seem like, super attracted to each other in this maximum security prison. Uh, so he kept, my dad kept asking me, like, what's your escape plan? And I was like, he's like, where are you going to go with your bike? And I'm like, I don't know, south. And he's like, well, don't you want to go east? And I, I mean, it depends on the crisis. And I was like, Jesus Christ. But he also doesn't understand the geography of San Francisco. He's like, don't you want to go east? I'm like, I don't want to go over a bridge. You have to go south to go east. I don't know. He's an idiot. Anyway. Uh, God da- the problem is, he called me to talk about this, and he's an idiot. But I ended up talking to him for an hour about it. So <clears throat> I guess we're all in this together. Uh, I, I like—I can't handle those kinds of conversation. I have anxiety, and like any conversation with my parents, will send me reeling. Um... But like, I don't know, I've had anxiety for, everyone talks about their anxiety these days. Like, it's so cool to talk about your therapist in your 20s and 30s, but you know what? I'm fucking made it cool because I've had anxiety, I had anxiety before it was cool, like back in grade school when you get a slip of paper to leave class, to go see the woman under the stairs with the bad haircut and the chunky beads and you just cry into a pillow. Um, and I told her that my mom hit my brother with a frying pan once. <laughs> mm, yeah, people don't want to talk about that very much. Uh, yeah, I had it back then. Um and I like my anxiety's pretty bad. Like I just leaving the house, like the greater distance I leave from my house, I get the feeling like you know, uh, remember, guys remember used to going to sleepover and you just like had this like panic feeling when it was time to go to bed and you like knew you had no like way to leave, like you're like, Can I call my parents? I don't wanna like talk to their parents. Like sleepovers are fucking weird and all I could think about is what's my escape plan? Uh okay, I'm gonna go now. Thank you guys, have a good one. <laughs>
0: That'd be a power fuck, by the way, that uh, Sylvester Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Who would be... That's the question everybody's wondering. Double-ended dildo. Double-ended dildo. Whoa, so you're like, what's that movie? Is that uh, Requiem for a Dream, yeah. the very end of it? Ass to ass. Yeah. Ass to ass. Speaking of ass to ass, your next comedian loves it. Please welcome to stage Mr. Spencer
13: Latham. Okay. Is this microphone on? Have we addressed that the mic is the mic on? Okay. You can hear it? It just doesn't sound like an ease. Look at this. You better count this against against my time. I need all those four minutes. I just did um, right, What's up? What's up? Yeah, okay. I'll do that. Uh, escape plan. That reminds me of... You guys seen this little movie called Face Off? Yes. Um, it's one of the... One of the most ridiculous movies I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> it's weird because people have this idea that Face Off was a good movie. Like, that's what blows my mind. Like, people really... And I've read reviews of Face Off at the time. Like, like uh, what's his name? Uh, Ebert. Gave it like four out of five stars. Dude, there's a part where two people switched faces. <laughs> And, like, they're not – it's not as, like, scientifically done as you would want, you know? Literally, it's, like, the best – one of my favorite parts of that movie is when they have to tell John Travolta that they want to take his face off. And, like, the acting he has to do – how do you react to that? Because, like, they're they're like, all right, so – Here's the thing. Uh, You know your sworn enemy that you've been uh, trying to fight? He's like, yeah. Well, good news, he's in a coma. Sweet. Uh, Bad news, we're going to need you to switch faces (laughs) so you can go undercover as him. And then he has to have this moment where he's like, no. ah, All right, fine. (laughs) Like, he has to go through the emotions. And then when they do the face off, (laughs) It's literally, it's just like, it might as well have been a guy with like a, like a knife. Like, dang, deep, boop, boop. Like, that's all it is. They just cut it off. There's a part where they're in, like the part reminds me of the other movie. There's a part where they're in a prison where all the prisoners have magnetic space boots. Um, I don't know, whatever. I don't want to just kill for one guy. <laughs> God damn it! That movie is fucking crazy. I can't get, okay. Um, what's uh, I was on a plane recently. Uh, I always bring uh, three condoms and two books because I have hope in the future whenever I travel. And I remember I was on this plane and I forgot about the Mile High Club. Do you guys remember the Mile High Club? Like that idea. That was I forgot about that idea. I totally forgot. Also, not as cool when you actually go on a real plane, like in reality. Because it's not like, cause, like, dude, if you if you're going to go have sex with a person in a bathroom on a plane, you're not like sneaking away. You're going to wait in line. With, uh, like, you got to like, like hold your partner's hand, like wait in line, and other people are like going to go past you, and then there's a flight attendant who knows what you're doing, and I don't know. I've never like looked at my bathroom in my apartment and thought, man, I wish it was half the size so I could fuck in here. <laughs> Is there any way you can shake and I could be in the sky? That sounds what my boner needs. Um, yeah, that was fun. The plane I was on, oh, one minute, what? That's a loose minute. Oh, thank you. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is a pretty really tight run show, so thank you for that. Um, I, I realized that if you want to change your life, all you have to do is change your context. It's a lot easier than actually being a better person. Um, and I'll give, you, I'll give you two examples. One example is like I uh, had realized that I had started to gain a little weight. I'm not like fat, but I got like a little this little little hipster, beer gut thing here. And I, I got a little self-conscious about it, right? Um, and then I went to this place uh, called Six Flags in Vallejo. And I have never felt better about my body in my entire life. Dude, if I'm like an SF7, I'm like a Six Flags 15. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I gotta, <laughs> I gotta eat some hamburgers and give these dudes a chance. This is too much. A lot of times, you're know, like, I'm I'm single and I, you know, you feel lonely. It's a very common emotion. Um, I realize all you gotta do is go to a Trader Joe's and watch couples shop. That's it. That's all you gotta do. And you gotta be careful. You gotta go to Trader Joe's specifically. Cause I fucked up one time, went to a Whole Foods, and I, then I, I, Whole Foods has the ex- opposite reaction. Cause like a Whole Foods couple, that's like two hot, ethnically ambiguous people buying like vegan sex jelly for a polyamorous meetup later. <laughs> and you're like, that looks kinda cool. Go to Trader Joe's, totally different experience. A couple shopping at Trader Joe's, that's just two single people pretending to be in love to save money on rent. <laughs> And like, watching their relationship fall apart over like, which bag of mixed nuts is in their budget? Mm. (laughs) Never felt better. All right, guys, I've been Spencer Latham, thank you.
2: Yes,
0: we're having all sorts of issues. Having all sorts of issues. I like that, that face-off's awesome. It just reminded me of something. Uh, uh, My ex-girlfriend, I used to piss off uh, by, well, she'd get really angry at me, really simple, with by just making Nicolas Cage movie references and sentences to her, so like she get angry and I'm like, hey, you need to face off against your problems. You need to you need to leave Las Vegas in order to raise Arizona. Okay, your hair is wet. Why don't you go con air it dry? That's kind of a reach. She'd get pissed and leave. I'm leaving you. That's what she'd say every time. Then she did. It happens. Your next comedian knows a lot about, no, not going to do that anymore. Your next comedian, lovely guy. Please welcome to stage, Mr. Stephan Massey.
14: So that's that bit. <laughs> uh, uh, hi, my name's Stefan. Uh, I was a sc- uh, I'm a Scorpio and I was a theater major, so that means I'm a classically trained attention whore. Uh, my aunt and uncle came out tonight to support me, they're very lovely. Um, I used to hang out a lot with my uncle. <laughs> oh, give it up for them, sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I used to hang out a lot with my uncle uh, when I was younger, Uh, not so much anymore since he had to screw that up by finding an amazing wife and having three gorgeous children. What were you thinking, man? (laughs) Um, (laughs) So I found out uh, the other week uh, that Janine Garofalo was one of, if not the first persons, uh, to bring her notes up on stage. And uh, I just want to give ups to her for uh, making it possible for the rest of us to disrespect the audience and for (laughs) making it so much easier for me to be antisocial in a room full of people. And on that note... um, So the other week uh, I was uh, just hanging out with my family and my dad he uh, laughed at one of my dumb jokes which happens almost never Uh, and he said you know the reason why he could tell I was joking is because I did a voice. And what I took away from that is I'm not funny but I can do stuff to my voice uh, to make me sound like someone else, and maybe they're funny. Uh, (laughs) My dad's huge into cycling, Uh, he tried to get me to do it too. Uh, But you know, I feel about cyclists the way most people feel about, um, uh, fuck. Uh The way most people uh, feel about, or the way uh, Nation of Islam people feel about white people, like, you know, I've met a few, exactly. Uh, No, I've met a few that are all right, but by and large, not for me. Um, I was, uh, I've done that bit a number of times and uh, it got me thinking, you know, what would it be like if uh, Louis Farrakhan were to berate a cyclist? I think it'd go something like this. The cycling man in America has no respect, none whatsoever, for anyone else on the road. When they mount their wheeled engines of destruction, they are breaking ranks with their brothers and sisters to become an ungodly mix of man and machine. <laughs> no one else who walks down the street or drives a car is safe from these law guarding cyborg devils. I got through that quicker than I thought I would. Um, so. Does Cat Fancy, do they have like a moratorium on the number of times that they can use perfect in an article? Or have they just like realized that that's their thing and they need to own up to it? That's a very dumb joke, uh, but I will go to my grave defending dumb jokes. In fact, if I don't die in some way that involves a dumb joke, I probably fake my own death. I fully expect that my last act on this earth will be to leave a bloody trail leading up to my laptop, my gnarled fingers typing out a hackneyed one-liner that someone probably did better a few months back, and just before I hit uh, send, uh, but before my soul leaves my body, I will hit send to the dozens and dozens of followers I've amassed over the years, sending out my final horrible thought, Panda Excess. Thanks, I'm Stephan Massey. <laughs>
0: Let's keep this going Your next comedian Is uh, a good friend of mine uh, One of the nastiest men I know <laughs> A poet An author uh, Was on a reality show Stuck in my house For two seasons <laughs> Check it out It was on Fusion Kind of a big deal uh, <laughs> You'll never see a man Talk to more inanimate objects In a show Please welcome Sledge Chris Kadasa Ladies and gentlemen
10: Oh,
11: thank you very much. It's, uh, it's great to be here. It's Black History Month, and it's always an honor to be at Mutiny Radio. Uh, as far as I know, the only poster of Dr. King saying, it's your world, pimpin'. <laughs> <laughs> I always feel good here. Thank you, Dr. King. I, um, I'm in a very strange mood because I came across my ex-girlfriend today on Backpage.com yeah she's advertising again um so i thought you know why do material i feel like uh i love mutiny radio you you can give it up if you want you don't have to just in your head and your heart think about it i love mutiny radio and i love pam benjamin you know she'll hear this later she listens to all the podcasts yeah give it up for pam uh this is great because now people outside are like he's killing uh um but I feel, you know, there are a lot of people uh, that run the board on the ones and twos, somebody doing some sweat equity. Uh, he and I are cool, I forgot your name because I'm a fucking piece of shit. I'm a piece of shit, Phil, I know. Phil, yeah, what's up, Phil? I, uh, we've met before, but then you get that awkward thing where you don't want to re-meet somebody because then you look like that, so you're just like, hey, dude. So anyways, give it up for dude on the ones and twos. <laughs> Uh, everybody who volunteers here, who does work here, Ethan does a lot of work. And, uh, you know, somebody that's involved in a lot of shows here but never really gets much time in the, in the limelight is old Horny. You know who I'm talking about, old.
2: <laughs> right?
11: He's shy. Like, that's crazy. I mean, he's always, you know, hanging out in the studio. He never gets up here on stage time. You can lay down low. That's cool. Uh, but I was just, uh, I thought maybe we'd get to know Horny a little bit. So, uh, you know, just tell the people where you're from and uh, how long you've been here in San Francisco. (laughs) Iowa, that's crazy, (laughs) right? Who else, there are a couple comics from Iowa. I don't know, you've probably lit them before. Uh, So that's nice. I, uh, well, I... uh, No, I think that's... Okay, okay. he wants to talk about the baby dolphin. I know. It's not me. Um, yeah, it's him. I'm not like. Sc- no, of course that's real. You've seen. Have, everybody's seen that. Well, now, now I feel like we're you're, you're getting what you want. Um, if you ha- raise your hand or makes st- let's not make noise for the baby dolphin uh, in Argentina. But raise your hand if you know what I'm talking about. All right, newsies. Well, for the rest of you, for the rest of you who just like quickly scroll through anything longer than a paragraph on your Facebook news feed, uh, a baby dolphin was passed around in Argentina on a beach because a bunch of people wanted to take selfies with it, and uh, it killed it. And uh, then there's also photos of the discarded dolphin on the beach. They didn't even throw it back in the water, these these jerks. But yeah, it gets you down on people. Wow, already, look. He's so used to, we lit ourselves. Oh. (laughs) Well, that was awkward. That's fine, I hate when we fight. I just, not in front of other people anyways. Um, It's the baby dolphin thing, it bumps both of us out. And now he's, all right. Uh, So the baby dolphin, uh, it's the first, first, interspecies murder by selfie. Right? Or death, or death by selfie. Like a lot of people die taking selfies. Are you aware of this? Just YouTube and Google? Yeah, it's horrifying. A lot, a lot, a lot of Instagram accounts end on a chilling note. Um, but this is the first time we've struck out at uh, other species. So I'm just saying, do the responsible thing. Spay and neuter yourself. I've done it, it's not that bad. Your semen looks exactly the same. Thank you very much. That was
0: great. He pulled it out. Talking about dolphins. Touchy subjects. Touchy subject. Let's keep it going. You guys having fun? Wow. That was like a depression commercial. One more time, guys. Are you guys having fun? Come on. Let's keep that going. Ooh, 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 ooh. All right. I'm excited about your next comic. Please welcome stage Rachel Raphael.
15: I don't know. I thought I thought the depression fun that I I thought that was a fitting um, welcoming for me. But you know, uh, we'll see what happens. Um, I I just like I just see the horn there and I'm like, "Oh. <laughs> I'm like, do you want to do time? What's going on?" <laughs> um uh yeah, so I went to my friend had a birthday party in LA, a cat themed birthday party. <laughs> I know, it was amazing. Um, I, bought, I bought like fake tattoos and as I was rubbing a giant one on a man's stomach, I realized that's like the most action I've gotten in like a year. <laughs> and if you were wondering, did I say that out loud? I did, cause I, I don't give a shit. Like I'm 30, whatever. Um, <laughs> like how's that gonna make that guy feel? Not sure, how's that gonna make that guy's wife feel? Don't know. I mean, that's where it ended, just rubbing a giant Catterday tattoo on a guy's belly. Uh, You know, I'm a classy bitch, what can I tell you? Um, So, a few months ago, I moved in by myself. I live alone, woo. All right, fine, yeah, thank you. Um, You learn a lot about yourself by just like the first few things you buy when you live alone and the first things I bought or the first few things I bought within like the first week or two was like rum, corn pops, and a new vibrator. So if and when I go back to Tinder, I've already got a profile written is what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I think it's going to be real popular. Um, but I had, I had a billi- before that, I had a billion roommates and apparently I was their mom and I, really, I never got to tell them, well, if I'm your mom, I raised you horribly. Uh, but I had one of the weirdest experiences where, um, I had to explain to someone, like, basically, I lived in San Francisco, and we had, we were thinking about having this new guy come move in, and the guy who was gonna move in was gay, and one of the roommates was homophobic and decided to tell me about it, and, man, homophobia is super depressing, guys. I don't know if you know this. (laughs) Um, so I had to answer this question, about the possibility of us having a gay roommate in San Francisco in a house that is pink. I'd just like to tell you that. It was pink. Uh, Rachel, what if they have elaborate dinner parties? I was like, what? <laughs> like, also, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know, what if we get an Italian roommate and he keeps wanting to make tomato sauce? What's gonna happen? <laughs> Like I don't know that's that's a t- that is a a possibility that I honestly hadn't thought of, and I, I was like, well, this isn't like that nice of a house, so if they wanted to, I feel like they would move somewhere else. um yeah, so I had to explain that, and then was like, what if I hear them have gay sex? I'm like, well, there's lots of sex that happens in this apartment that I don't want to hear, gay or not like and and how do you like how do you know just by hearing it? that it's that it's gay like how do you because that's what i was trying to figure out like are they going to both say each other's names and both like and both of them have specifically male names because i don't know if it was like alex and danny like who knows like (laughs) like could be two dudes could be two chicks like who knows um what if what if it's two dudes named danny and then one chick named alex honestly like Um, you know, (laughs) who, like, and I, and then I was thinking, I'm like, well, I have a really deep voice. So if I have sex with a guy, isn't, isn't my sex just going to sound like gay sex? Like, you know, I don't, I don't know. Um, and, but also I'm wondering what the, the mindset of moving to San Francisco to, and being homophobic is. I don't get that part. Like he was from like Modesto or like Manteca, I don't, some dumb idiotville, I'm not sure. Um, The place that he was from, I'm like, it's got like one Chinese restaurant, and if I went there and they found out I was Jewish, they'd be like, oh, do you know like the Silverberg Stinowitzes? And then that family would be like, our last name is Berg, stop being an asshole. Um, Yeah, but I just don't know like what the point of moving to San Francisco to be homophobic is. Like, isn't that why you would stay where you already are? Um, Like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to move to Anaheim and then be like real weird if I have a roommate that works at Disneyland. Like, like, okay, fine. I get it. You work at Disneyland. Like, I don't see you at work. That's, that's your, that's your thing. I'll be cool. We're going to live together. But the minute you bring an Imagineer home to have dinner, the minute I see a collector's edition DVD of Aladdin, I am going to freak out. Um... No? okay. <laughs> I don't know. I can ju- I can keep going, but <laughs> <laughs> I thought you already did it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't even
0: know. I guess I guess the iPhone isn't bright enough are putting him back to work. Old Horny's going to get any the action for the rest of this. All right, I'm having fun. Let's keep this going. Your next comedian is very funny. Gentlemen, please welcome to stage, Kakola O'Brien.
7: Keep it going for Ethan Albers. Oh, man. Greatly appreciate this nice early mic on a Friday. Let me get home to my wife on time. She is uh, at home making me cupcakes right now as we speak. It's my birthday tomorrow. Sweet girl, yeah, absolutely, I'm lucky. I'm 36 now, so tomorrow I'm going to be like 400, It's it fucking sucks, man, I'm getting old fast. Oh man, lucky to have my wife making cupcakes though, she's a great girl, it's actually uh, my 2016 resolution, be a better husband, so I'm trying to do, um, people think I'm actually like fishing for compliments on that, like trying to portray myself as loving, thing is I have no prenup, so it's like a survival thing, that's, that's what I got to do. <laughs> i got to do that to just survive. I mean, I've known guys who got divorced and had to sell their car. I drive a forklift for a living. If she divorces me, I'm going to have to live in my car. I will be fucking fucked. It's terrible. And, like, she's a catch, too. Beautiful girl, 4.0 in school. And I'm a a short, bald guy that drives a forklift for a living. So, like, you know, I I moved up when I married. Like, my wife's like LeBron James, and I'm like the city of Cleveland. (laughs) Like I can get her, I just, I just have to give her all the money and let her make all the decisions. And I can't call her out on her obvious flaws. Like she's Italian, she likes to talk a lot. And she'll come home rambling about her day. And I just have to listen, I can't call her out on it. I just have to be like, wow, LeBron, your new hairline looks hella good, dude. <laughs> like, grew three inches at 28. <laughs> That's what's been under this headband this whole time. Good for you, LeBron. Oh, she's a great girl. She actually, she used to work at a bakery. That's where she gets the baking experience. She's, she's now a teacher, which is cool, helping out the young kids. Um, when she was a baker, that's a really demanding job. She had to be up at 3 in the morning, had to work every weekend. Our time together was limited. It was crazy. And now, you know, she's a teacher. We have weekends together for brunches and matinees. She's there on the weekends. She's, she's there when I leave for work. She's there when I get home from work. She is always there. <laughs> Somebody put a bullet in my fucking head, I swear to God. No, it's great. I'm, I'm a lucky guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just joking. Oh, man. I'll change that bit when she's here. Uh, it's tough. The LeBron's bald. It's tough being bald. I remember when I first took her out. When I met her, I was wearing a hat, hiding my bald head. And then we got out on our first date. And I'm so excited that she said yes. I immediately made reservations to the best restaurant I had a coupon for. I was so fired up, it's expensive in San Francisco, fuck man. So we go in there and I'm wearing a hat like some frat boy asshole in this five star restaurant. And the date actually goes well, and like the second date goes well. So by the third date, I'm like, okay, she's gonna know I'm bald eventually. So I'm going no hat. I went no hat on my third date. She said my bald head was sexy. I was so fired up, so I asked her, I was like, did you know I was bald on our first date? She was like, I could tell you were bald when we spoke on the phone. <laughs> yeah. That's the kind of confidence bald dudes have with females. It's Fucked up in our society, man. Just look at movies. Like, you never see a bald dude getting to be, like, the leading man in a rom-com. It doesn't happen. That, that shit does not happen. If you're bald in Hollywood, you have to, like, risk your life for a role. You gotta be like, you gotta be like Vin Diesel driving 200 miles an hour. Bruce Willis jumping out of f- exploding buildings. Jason Statham fighting, like, 200 ninjas. It's fucking crazy. Fucking sucks, man. It's like you don't see you see any bald guys nominated for Oscars. No, that's why I'm boycotting the Oscars this year. <laughs> that and the black thing. I mean, I care about that too. That fucking <laughs> it's fucking terrible, man. Uh, but you know, just trying to be a better husband this year. You know, uh, last week we had the electrician come through, and uh, you know how that is. They say they'll be there between like ten and four. And you're like trapped there all day. So I told my wife, babe, I'll stay home for this. Go have brunch with your mom. Have a good day. I got this. And I did. I felt good about that. You know, nothing makes me feel like more of a man than to stay home and watch another man fix my house. It's <laughs> the kind of guy I am. Hey, give it up for Ethan Albers.
0: I've never been wrong. I don't know if you guys know that. Welcome. Never been wrong. Hi, how are you guys, by the way? You guys walked in somewhere. Nice. Cool, what are you guys' names? Let's get to know each other. I'm Mark. Hi, Mark, I'm Ethan, what's your name? I'm Isaac. Isaac, that's a great name, and what is your name? Pat. I was not expecting that, awesome. Pat, Isaac, and Mark, round of applause for them. Woo. And keep those going for your next comedian, uh, Jenny Hogan, ladies and gentlemen.
16: Um, yeah, my name is Ginny. Uh, people say Jenny a lot, actually, I, um, which is fine. I don't really mind. I used to, um, I used to do like a lot of online dating. I did quit recently um, in like a strategic move that was met with uh, moderate to very low resistance from the male community. Um, <laughs> but before that happened, I, I did a lot, and like people would often. So, I think it's easy when you hear my name to, like, not know how it's spelled. Obviously, it's spelled with a G, but it could be spelled with a J. But, like, people would, like, meet me on dating apps and then, like, text me and still misspell my name. Um, but, like, honestly, like, based on the the guys that I met, I think it's, it's more likely, not that they were, like, too dumb to correctly transcribe my name, but that they believed that I had misspelled it. Um, seems like the most likely outcome. Uh, I, um... Did you guys see that that hoverboards recently today were uh, declared like unsafe? Woo! I know, right? Just just today it happened. Um, like a few weeks ago, I think this te- Actually, no, this teenager accidentally <laughs> sad. He accidentally killed his cousin <laughs> because he was riding a hoverboard while holding a gun, <laughs> and he like tripped. Sorry, it's bad that I'm laughing. He like, tripped. <laughs> he tripped. He tripped and like shot his cousin and killed him. Uh, but just today, they were declared unsafe. Um, even more unsafe than that, though, is that, like, previously, people were having sex on hoverboards. Actually, probably still are. No, this is true. This is completely true. People were having sex on hoverboards, and, which is why I say all the time, and I'll say it again, like, the most important medical advancement of the last 100 years is birth control. Like, people should not, uh, be able to have, like, have sex on hoverboards and then, like, have a child that was, like, born of that sex on hoverboards. (laughs) Um, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna move into... Uh, strictly like food-related jokes. Uh, so this next joke is about crackers, the food, um, and <laughs> and okay, here's what here's what the joke is. I was in London recently, um, and in London they're like obsessed with crackers. Like they have these like really gross like flavorless crackers. I was looking at them. They're kind of just like saltines, like without the salt, just eans, and um, and they advertise themselves as being like good with wine and cheese. So I think it's like pretty sneaky advertising because wine and cheese are literally like the two most wonderful substances on earth. Like I don't think I'd be able to like leave my house without one or the other or both. Um, I'd probably eat paper with wine and cheese. And I think uh, it's basically like if I wrote on my OkCupid profile, like going on a date with me is good if it includes um, a threesome with Mila Kunis and no talking. <laughs> uh, you know what's stupid? Powdered sugar? <laughs> no, I'm like, why would you want the sugar all over your face and your clothing instead of in your food? Um, okay. <laughs>
17: it's
16: my first one-liner. I uh, and to be honest, it's difficult for me because I don't. I literally don't think I've had a thought in my life that I did not think was deserving of at least ten lines. <laughs> so one-liners really aren't aren't my thing. Okay, one more minute. I used to work in mayonnaise, um like in the industry, not covered in it, but i uh <laughs> i um okay, I worked at this this is true. I worked at like a vegan mayonnaise tech startup, and <laughs> no it's real, it's real, it's real and uh, so we were making this vegan mayonnaise uh, it was like a very like immoral company um like we lied a lot about like not having preservatives when we did it was like Mayonnaise built on, like, soybeans and, like, broken promises. Um, the CEO is this, like, ridiculous, like, hulk of a man. Like, ex-football player, like, beat his chest all the time. Would, like, make these references, like, you're the QB. Like, you're the QB. And I I don't really get that kind of stuff. I'm like, QB, like, is that Latin? Like, I don't know. Uh, so... At one point, we were getting sued by the FDA because um, we were calling our product mayo, <laughs> and apparently you have to have—oh, sorry. Okay, you have to have eggs in your product to be called—you uh, have to have eggs to be called mayonnaise. And so he wanted me to like use some like data to show that people use mayo in the same way that, or in a different way than they use mayonnaise. So I did all these studies that concluded that like literally nobody gave a shit. Like not—not <laughs> not a single person could have cared about the difference between mayo and mayonnaise. But we did find. Uh, that actually mayo was more commonly used in certain demographics, like Hispanics in the month of May, because (laughs) (laughs) people don't celebrate Cinco de Mayonnaise. Okay, thanks.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, keep it going. Yeah. Uh, Your next comedian, I enjoy, he shares a very similar lifestyle. Please welcome to the stage, Kelly Cray, ladies and gentlemen.
18: Similar lifestyle, and similar hats.
2: <laughs> Fuck, oh. every time!
18: <laughs> when will I ever learn to yeah. stop doing this? <laughs> uh man, for cripe's sakes, be professional! Come
17: up here and do a good job!
18: I'm okay, I'm fine, I'm taking care of this. Thanks, bro, throw me the horns. Yeah, this is fine, this is good. This is exactly how I planned this to go, guys. I wrote all of this. This is all written. <laughs> Hope you're liking it. Uh, I was chatting with somebody today, and they interrupted me suddenly, and they're like, hey, shouldn't you be uh, uh, harassing a young Macaulay Culkin with your buddy Harry? (laughs) Getting your ass kicked hilariously? And I would have got really mad, but he nailed the shit out of that, so (laughs) that's how that's going to be. Um... I, I did a set at, uh, uh, at Brainwash last night and I looked this guy in the eye, he was right in the front row, I'm just using you as an example, you're not that guy, this is not the guy. Everybody, I just want you to know this is different people that this is happening. But I looked right at him and then I was like, hey, how you doing? And he got up and he was tall and big and then he just walked by me and walked out. It was the best heckle, like, how do you? <laughs> Ever recover I was like, What did I offend him? Did I not? Does anybody know what happened? Is what's going on? And then my sandwich <laughs> <was> just destroyed. <sighs> confidence, right? My confidence was ruined. You look like a confident guy. Okay. That was a misread. <laughs> oh, but it's the same for are you a comedian? Oh, okay. Well comedians aren't that confident either. Which is kind of a a weird ironic thing. Yeah? because we come up here and we talk in front of people. Like, we don't have the confidence that, like, athletes have, you know? Like, we're, we, before we come up on stage and do this, not all of us huddle in a circle and are like, hey, you
17: going out to tell some jokes? Yeah, I'm going out to tell some jokes. You're funny. Who's funny? Who's funny? Two, two. All right, everybody in on three. Premise,
2: punch, Tag.
18: Like we don't, we don't do that shit. It'd be great if we did, right? That'd be great. If somebody laughs really hard at a joke, just throw the mic down and do like our celebratory dance. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> be like Kanye up here I'm like, I'm a fucking genius. <laughs> I'm a fucking genius. <laughs> It'd be great. Just hop into like the audience. Keep that one for the memorabilia bank. (sighs) I don't know. Uh, California's an interesting place. I I, uh, was at a bar. I was taking a piss in a urinal, and a a crackhead came up to me about this close and whispered in my ears, like, hey, sweet thing, you want me to
6: suck that for you?
18: And I realized something about that, that 99% of that was my actual fantasy. You know? (laughs) It was like that close. So be careful what you wish for. Make sure it's very detail orientated. <laughs> um, but that's a crazy, like where, how did you get to that spot? You know, was begging for change? Like, just like, nah, that's not really doing it for me anymore. I'm going to go <laughs> into men's bathrooms and offer blow jobs. <laughs> huh? Hey. What'd you say? Respect. Yeah, respect. <laughs> I don't know how to ant- uh, I'm trying to think, like, how do you, like I was flattered, but at the same time I knew that he wasn't giving me the blowjob because he wanted to, you know? He was giving me the blowjob because he was like, wanted to like, I don't know, go out on the street corner and hang out with his friends type of situation, like he didn't want to do it for me. He was doing it for him. Like a typical male, you know? <laughs> he just wanted to get his rocks off. Oh, all right. Sorry. I, I, I said that pun today to myself, and I was like, okay, I have to add the AO. <laughs> it's not, all right, guys. Uh, give it back up for Ethan Albers, everybody.
0: Oh, man this keeps going. I love this. I like hosts every once in a while because uh it's just like you' I mean, just talking shit and bringing up just terrible people I either don't like or I love no, I like everybody in this room, especially the next comedian uh, I can't say enough good things about this person uh I mean beautiful hair, perfect eyes uh he won Kansas City's arm wrestling competition nineteen eighty nine so he's buff, ladies. Ben Lupinetti.
19: Kelly, I I don't think I've ever seen you before. You, I liked your set. I uh, was kind of prepared to hate you because you look like every guy who asked me for change uh, <laughs> when I'm getting off uh, the bus. But that's cool. That's um, uh, Ginny, uh, vegan mayonnaise. That sounds fucking gross. Um, I I I hope they got the shit suit out of them and no longer exist because how is an entire startup built around mayonnaise? No.
2: <laughs>
19: Rhetorical questions. Um, Keikoa. Where's that guy? He's gone. I love people who talk about their long-term relationships because they're all so proud of the fact that they are not currently murdering their significant other. That's admirable. Um, it's great. Uh, uh, let's, uh, material. Okay. Um, my coworker was telling me about a software programmer here in the city who apparently, instead of doing the software programming he was hired to do, just outsourced it to tech workers in the third world at a much discounted rate of what he was being paid. And he got away with doing this for five years for 5 years he just got other people to do his work for way less than he was making off it and just passing it off as his own accomplishment this guy i'm sure like i'm sure you feel as i do he this guy sounds like a real employer <laughs> i mean uh, the guy got fired he got fired for he, he got hired to do this work that was gonna be worth like 10x, right? And his bosses were gonna pay him 1x, and they were gonna keep 9x for themselves. How is that different from what he was doing? He, it's, he basically got fired for being a middle manager. <laughs> and one who was successful at it for five years. That's just, I'm sorry, but that's just how capitalism works. (laughs) What I'm getting at is I'm wondering about the feasibility of outsourcing my comedy job (laughs) to whoever might take it. Uh, Would you guys laugh at a Ben Lupinetti who is just a middle-aged Eastern European man from some indeterminate (laughs) country? Hello, it's great to be here tonight. Of course, it was great to be back in my home country where I was surgeon. Anyway, here are jokes about penis. Good. Uh, I, was, I was thinking uh, stand-up comics are inarguably better than all the clergy. Any, any religion, any priests, rabbis, imams, whatever. Because you look at it, You go to a church on Sunday and they'll be talking about the apocalypse, the creation of mankind, the nature of good versus evil, and they're still boring. The show Seinfeld did an entire episode about soup. And people sat through commercials for dish soap to figure out how that was gonna be resolved. You've got an edge. Leave with some fun facts. Fun fact, did you guys know you can see space from the Great Wall of China? (laughs) Shit. Did you guys know that if you took every centipede on the planet and laid them end to end along the equator, people would think you're weird. It's a weird hobby, guys you guys know that the brain only uses 10% of its processing power? To think of movies where the premise is unlocking the other 90% <laughs> again. It's called the frontal derivative lobe. All right, guys, uh, I've been Ben Lupinetti. I, I think you'd agree I've been fantastic. And give it up for your host, Ethan Albers, as well. Wow.
0: He bruised my back though, because he's buff uh, and patted on it. It's uh, yeah. buff guy. Buff buff lupinetti is what yeah. we call him. I really think you should get rid of your your actual first name and just go Lupinetti. Ah, uh, mononym like Cher. Yes. Great name. Your next comedian has a great name too, though. Uh, also very funny. Cher. Uh, yes, it's Cher,
2: <laughs> Yes.
0: Please welcome to stage, Mary Goss!
20: small for that stand and I don't feel like fixing it because everyone's breaking it and I don't want to be part of that Um, dude, Kelly was just talking about how like apparently stand-up comics aren't supposed to be like freakishly confident which I seem to have missed the boat on I love myself way too much just so so much but people don't really expect that when they first meet me like I notice this when people are like you know like hitting on me and just constantly because I'm so hot and smart and funny. Uh, people hit on me a whole bunch. Uh, and, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I notice that no one expects me to be, like, I, I just keep agreeing with what people tell me and apparently that's like a huge faux pas. Like recently I had this thing with this guy, you know, to me and he was just like, you know what? You might be a genius. And I was like, yeah, no, I am. <laughs> Yes, you're not wrong. And then he told me that humility could go a long way. And I was just like, so you're just going to say shit at me that I'm not supposed to agree with, despite the fact that it is true. Fine. That's that's what I'll do now. Um, no, I'm really smart. <laughs> so, so smart. Um, what else? Oh, I've noticed that, like... All of my friends who are my age have decided, are like, the second their parents got on Facebook, everyone just lost their minds about it. It was just like, oh no, my mom's on Facebook now and she won't stop posting pictures of the cat. And I can't relate to that because when my mom got on Facebook, that was the single greatest day for me because my mom is one of the weirdest people I've ever met and she's legitimately funny. And now this is a running joke for like five years. She has decided to click attending on every Facebook event I go to. I don't know how, like, I I don't know how she finds out so quickly, but she's always like, right after I click attending, she's just like, I'm there too. (laughs) It's me. So Joan Goss in New Jersey is just like getting her jolly. It's like, ha
2: ha,
20: I'm going to this orgy as well. We make Facebook events for the orgies that we have. It's fine, um, but yeah, no, I love my mom, and she's super funny, and I feel like that's a weird thing to say like on stage because the the going assumption, if you're gonna stand up here and do comedy, is just like, okay, so what's wrong with you? Like, why do you hate yourself? and continue to do this. And, you know, I had a nice upbringing. My mom is super great. I grew up in, like, suburban New Jersey, super fun. Now I'm just gonna brag. Do you wanna know my SAT scores? They were so good, you guys, and I never get to talk about them. Recently slept with an Australian D-list celebrity. I'm killing it. Um, Just gonna keep bragging. That's gonna be the rest of my set, is cool stuff I've done. Um, But luckily, that's happening now. It's all part of it. It's all, it's all, it's all what I'm doing. Um, but luckily, what was I even, oh no, uh, why I am here. I, what is wrong with me, as it turns out, is every once in a while, my brain turns into that, like, you, you do you have one of that one of those, like, really charismatic friends who are really persuasive when they're drunk? Like, you know that thing that uh, people do? I'm usually that friend, but sometimes my brain turns into that friend where it's just like, mayor. Mary, you know what we should do right now? You know what we should do? You know what we should do? Die! <laughs> just straight up die! And there is no controlling it. There is nothing, it's just a chemical thing where sometimes I'm just like, yes, I see exactly your point. I should be dying right now. But uh, luckily I was raised on the East Coast though because uh, politeness is a huge, huge thing there. Um, <laughs> As it turns out, it's really rude to try to kill yourself without leaving a note, so I had to, uh, had to not do that. Would have been a huge faux pas, giant faux pas. What else is going on? What am I, what am I thinking about on my hand right now? Um, oh, I wanna talk about The Rock. That's what I'm gonna do for my last minute. I really wanna talk about The Rock. I've been talking about The Rock for a while. People are gonna keep hearing about it because not enough people are aware of how much cod The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson eats every day. Thank you, thank you. Um, He eats 36 ounces of cod a day, in addition to the rest of his food, yeah, okay. So he eats 36 ounces of cod a day, and I'm deeply concerned about this. There is an actual cod shortage. I looked this up, and it's caused entirely by The Rock, because he's eating eating 2.25 pounds of cod per diem. I don't have an end to this joke. This isn't even a joke. I just really want people to know, because now I can't stop talking about anything else. It needs to be said. All right, thanks so much. Mary Goss. it
0: going? It took her a little while, uh, because me and Phil Gillies are in a booth going, is she saying The Rock eats 36 ounces of cock a day? That's a lot, I mean, he's a big boy. He needs a lot of cock to maintain his acting slash professional wrestling career. I love the rock. I love your next comedian as well. And I smell what he's cooking all the time. Please welcome Sage Connor Doherty.
21: Ethan Albers smells what I'm cooking. (laughs) Jokes, baby. Is it maroon beanie night? You guys didn't call me. I gave you a shout-out at Brainwash yesterday, Ingrid. <laughs> and Dom, you gave me terrible advice about picking up straight women on Wednesday. <laughs> thought I thought I was closer with both of you. You didn't tell me about Maroon Beanie Night. You guys, Antonin Scalia is dead! Yeah! You're not supposed to cheer when people die. But you can't, yeah, that's the thing. It's the weird thing about the Supreme Court. They're on there forever. <laughs> Unless they do something really bad. Or they step down, like, under the same party that appointed them. So, like, it's weird, you know? Like, I don't even support the death penalty for, like, serial killers. But I, you know, this is, like, the best case scenario. <laughs> I mean, he was appointed by Reagan. He was on the Supreme Court for more than 30 years. He was just, you know, smashing civil rights for longer than I've been on this planet, just waving his legal dick around. (laughs) And, like, he had a big one, because, like, he was good at just taking rights away from people. Just, like, knocking down Jenga towers of rights with his law cock. <laughs> yeah, he was bad. Uh, he, the good news is though, he lost a lifelong battle against butt sex. Because <laughs> there was this decision in 1986, Bowers v. Hardwick, and they ruled that sodomy is not protected, not a protected privacy right. And, uh, so this was before our friend Scalia was on the court, but it came up again in 1995, whether homosexuals could be, could receive protection under the law. He wrote the dissenting opinion because Antonin Scalia has a lot of opinions on butt sex. Uh... Then it came up again in 2003 and he wrote the dissenting opinion again because he still had opinions on butt sex and like it was so bad That Clarence Thomas wrote his own dissenting opinion because Clarence Thomas the most conservative man on the Supreme Court for the past 20 years was offended by Scalia's homophobic dissenting opinion. These aren't jokes (laughs) They're just things I'm thinking Uh, It would be cool if Tums made ants hallucinate because that would mean that antacid is antacid. It's my Robert Pollard kick. Not old enough for that reference. Uh, Let's see. Let's see some other stuff. Um, Do you guys like bathing? I don't like bathing. Really, Ethan? You like it? You've heard... Like soap, get the dirt off. You're into it. I don't. <laughs> That's weird. Gross. <Great. laughs> You're too into it. I don't like it. It's it's a pointless. Cause like if I'm bathing, like bathing makes me think of doing things that I have to bathe before I do them. Does that make sense? Like classical conditioning, you know. I have to go interact with people, so I have to bathe but then I think about interacting with people and then I get nervous and I start sweating. You guys see the problem here, right? Cause like I bathe, and even if I'm not gonna see people, I think I'm gonna see people, so then I get smelly again. Do you guys get it? I don't like, I don't like showering. Do you guys fucking know about the hygiene industrial complex? Like you're all under the thumb of big soap. Natural oils on your skin. That's the only way you can keep the chemtrails out. God damn it, I thought this was a fucking pirate radio station, not a Procter and Gamble corporate event. I'm Connor Doherty.
0: (laughs) He really hates soap, yeah, that's good. I just picture, like, Connor at night, I just wake up, I'm like, oh, he's, like, sweating, and the girl next to him, assuming it's a girl, we'll go, what, what does it matter? And he goes, I woke up, and Dr. Br- Dr. Bronner is in my dreams. <laughs> and it's not good. Well, you guys like international people? Yeah. Not that enthusiastic, okay. <laughs> well, your next comedian is coming from a very, very far land, Germany. So get excited for Ingrid Wenzel, ladies and gentlemen.
22: Hello. I'm uh, right now really fed up with my job. Um, I don't apply for a new one. I don't quit my current one. Instead, to make me feel better, I just think about worst jobs that I had in my life. It's like watching trash TV starring myself. (laughs) And the worst job I ever had was in an animation team for German tourists on a cruise ship in the Baltic Sea. If you don't know where that is, it doesn't matter because that place is shit, it's a sea between Finland and Russia and has no sunlight. (laughs) And I worked there as a bingo host. I I was called (laughs) Bingret. By my 80 year old fan club. So right now, I'm thinking of my company as violating labor rights, but then I'm thinking back to the cruise ship where labor rights didn't exist. (laughs) Like, they could do anything with us that they wanted. I was a fun slave. So I worked 24 hours a day, and then during the night, I had to work in their nightclub. I had to make those German dance. That was my job, by dancing myself. And I don't know about you guys, but there's one thing people can't fake, having fun. (laughs) So I started dancing, which was really hard because the DJ was tone deaf and during the day worked as a butcher. And then my boss called me over, watching me like a slave supervisor and said, Ingrid, you don't look like you're having fun. It's because I don't. I don't know how to fake it. He was like, go make it look de- deliberately. I was like, I don't know how. So I walked back to the dance floor, it was still empty and I had this one move. <laughs> it was only this one move because I can always go, I hate this song, I hate that song. And it <laughs> You know what I'm talking about, I guess. Uh, and it's also the very one move where you can look at your watch and calculate how many more hours you have to dance. <laughs> oh, three and a half more hours. Every night from, one, from 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. Every single night. And so I was dancing with the other from the animation team, and the first person joined. It was Barbara, she was 80 years old and from my bingo team. And she shouted something, and from outside you could have thought, "Mm," she's probably yelling, I'm having so much fun! But she didn't. She yelled at us and said, I'm just dancing because I feel sorry for you guys. (laughs) One night I fell out of bed, fell out of the top bunk bed, hit my head on the edge of a table. Now I do comedy. I had blood all over me, had this huge unicorn on my head, and the next day I had to work. But not hosting bingo, that's fine. I mean, senior citizens fall out of bed all the time, right? And (laughs) they're like, oh, she dressed up like us. But no, I look like Frankenstein. I had to work in the kids' club. Like Hensel and Gretel, like the witch from Hensel and Gretel, I felt like baking some kids in a pie. (laughs) So I walked there, and that's so much for labor laws. I had a concussion. I was like walking like this with my unicorn. And my boss was like, Ingrid, you don't have to go to the hospital. Have you ever heard of a comb-over? So my boss took my hair from one side of the head to the other side, wrapped it around my head, and I worked like that for three weeks. I looked like the female Donald Trump. And whenever I hate my current job, that's the picture I have that keeps me from quitting because I can always go back on the cruise. Thank you very much. Back to Ethan.
0: Favorite person from Germany.
22: Favorite person.
0: All right, we're gonna do a couple of hot quick sets real quick. Your next comedian, local celebrity, you may have seen him on a Toyota commercial. (laughs) Please welcome Clay Newman.
10: Immediately. Immedi- I learned nothing. I even paid attention tonight. All right. Uh, now you gotta sing a Queen's cover. Nope. Um, <laughs> he said quickset. I don't have time for that. Those are beautiful songs, and you can't start one without finishing it. <laughs> it's the rules about Queen. I don't make it up. Uh, did you guys know there are people on the street sucking dick for drugs? <laughs> Laptop guy knows that. Cause he studies, he's knowledgeable. People are sucking dick for drugs. That's sad for the people doing the dick sucking. That's sad for dick sucking in general. That's usually a happy thing. Nobody talks about this. I think it's very sad for the drug dealer as well. Yeah, he's getting a bum end as well, you guys. If you are a drug dealer in San Francisco, you worked hard to get here. All right? It's not easy. You're like on the New York Yankees at drug dealers. Do you realize that? Toothless Joe's gonna come up to you all disrespectfully, hey man, I'll suck your dick for drugs. You know what? No. Next guy has $20. I'll wait, Toothless Joe. (laughs) Have some self-respect, drug dealers. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm a little upset because it... It came to me the other day, I had this realization. It's 2016 now, and nobody's even tried to invent a bed that you can pee into. (laughs) (laughs) Who wouldn't want that? It seems so simple, just a hole and some air freshener. What more do you need? A funnel for the ladies. I don't know how vaginas work. Uh, I don't mean to get political, but I've been having Hillary Clinton sex dreams lately. It's not exactly what you think. In the dream, I'm Hillary and Bill's fucking me. It's hot too. He gets the saxophone right in there, just Just jazz it up, my sweet Hillary Clinton puss. I just wanted to end on sweet Hillary Clinton puss. That's all that was. Thank you, guys. Ethan Albers. Yeah, keep
0: that going. We're going to keep this going. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to stage Jerome.
17: What's happening, you guys? Uh, I don't even know where to start. On my way here, I saw a grown man riding on a hoverboard, and it just upset me. Every time I see a grown man riding on a hoverboard, I always wish another grown man riding rollerblades passed them by and just called him a bitch. (laughs) Then I passed this bus stop and I saw a white guy wearing a trench coat and I was scared for my life, guys. If you see a white guy with the trench coat, one of two things is gonna happen. He's either gonna pull out a gun or he's gonna whip out his dick. And I just gotta get out of there before he starts shooting, guys. I cannot trust a white guy in a fucking trench coat, man. Best case scenario, it's just three kids on top of each other's shoulders posing as a man. I cannot trust a white guy in a trench coat. I got in a fight with my girlfriend a week before Valentine's Day. That is how I'm gonna transition. I got in a fight with my girlfriend a week before Valentine's Day because I went to Ikea without inviting her. I didn't, it's the truth, I didn't know how much Ikea meant to her, sir but she got upset. We didn't talk for a whole week until Valentine's Day, and I knew I had to get her the perfect present just to get her back on my side. So I got her a bouquet of roses and a gift card to Ikea, and she she broke up with me, guys. I've just been so bummed out, guys. I've just been listening to just the sad, sad music. Like, I just listened to a lot of Elliot Smith, a lot of Sam Smith, a lot of the Smiths. I've just been alone in my room, guys, listening to Big, w- listening to Will Smiths, just the two of us. Just eating ice cream alone, guys. It's just, it's like we could make it if we tried, baby. I know that song's about his son, but I don't give a fuck. Yeah, guys, and it's like, oh, I just like, one minute, oh God. And it's just like a lot of stuff I gotta change. Guys, I had to change my, the picture on my screensaver saver on my phone. I also had to change my Netflix membership, man. I had to change the password on my Netflix membership, but I didn't do it right away. I waited till she got to that last episode of Narcos. <laughs> and I fucking changed it and I hit her up. I was like, ha ha. <laughs> they, they, all, they all go to jail at the end. I, I, <laughs> I don't know, that's how it ends, but you know, I'm just trying to ruin it for her. Well, my name is Dross Patam, have a nice night. Yeah.
2: We're to get
0: some more. Love all right, so we're gonna bring up one more, but that doesn't mean there's not more comedy. There's a 10 minute break, and then PamTastic show starts with a whole amazing lineup. Uh, I, don't, I don't know who's on it, I'm just saying it's amazing. Uh, your final comic, you may have seen his top of his head, his beautiful curly head because he was running the ones and twos in the booth. Yeah. Woo. Okay, yeah, we can woo. It's, this is an appropriate woo. Yeah. Yeah. woo. Please welcome stage Phil Gillies.
23: I fucked up all of your voices. There is gonna be so much crackling and so much clipping and I turned the board totally all the way down on some of you, because um, I'm a dick. I do that. Um, not really, don't. You guys can all listen to yourselves afterwards. It's pristine, air-free, and okay, don't clap for me. Jeez, man, I've been back there for two hours and you're just gonna blankly stare at me like I haven't been doing anything for you. Um, I just got out of a relationship like four years ago, so that was the appropriate response. <laughs> that was, it doesn't, who cares? Four years ago. Uh, she didn't like, uh, that I lived, where I lived. Um, I live in an RV, and I'm a shameless piece of white trash, and I'll tell you that. And she said it wasn't very girlfriend-compatible, and I was like, neither neither are you, so we'll cuddle in this one-man bunk if I say so. And she was not down. Uh, I mean, really, I just live in a big-ass car. Is all The only difference between me and a homeless man is that the box I live in is made out of steel. And it has an engine and wheels, but... Uh, the, the plus side is that whenever I go somewhere, I don't ever have to leave home. I just drive my house there, and that's how I cope with it. But if I get pulled over on the way to wherever I'm going um, to get meth supplies, because it's, it's an RV, uh, <laughs> I have to explain to, to, to the cop, like, yeah, my registration is also my current address, so... <laughs> And he's like, "That's why I pulled you over because your current address expired like 14 years ago. So you're gonna want to get that updated." And see, this is why I was back there behind the board. It was just as quiet back there, so at least <laughs> I could sit there and be silent to all of you. <laughs> uh, I grew up in uh, in a religious home, which sucked, obviously. And my mom is my friend on Facebook, so it really throws me off every time she likes a status that says fuck in it. Like, um, I, I actually, uh, it was my mom and dad's anniversary earlier today, and I said, happy anniversary. And she was like, thanks, buddy. And I was like, wow, that's fucking cold. I'm getting friend zoned by my own mom. <laughs> Not even a thanks son or thanks sweetheart. Fucking thanks, buddy which shows what kind of mom she was. She was a tough mom. She did not she did not want me to be a mama's boy. She taught me not to be a mama's boy by pretty much only paying attention to me when she was going to ask me to do something. And most of the time what she asked me to do was to go away and just be <laughs> in a whole other place than she was, which was unfair because if I told her to go away, I'd get in trouble, right? I wasn't that was not allowed, you know. It you And then if she'd spank me, I couldn't spank her back. That's weird. So it's not fair. And so I'd be at my friend's house all the time because their their moms actually would greet me when I came in the door. And I would like that a lot. I would just, you know, walk in. And and they'd be like, oh, hey, Phil, how are you doing? Are you hungry? Let me get you some food. And I'm like, oh, my God, is this what it's like? This is what it's like? Just... Acceptance and snacks with no strings attached. I don't ever want to leave.
2: <laughs>
23: <laughs> <laughs> then one day, it, I found out it was it was a little more. With uh, I was at my friend um, Trevor's house, and Trevor's a dick. There's no Trevor that I've ever met that was not a dick or uh, either a mischievous douchebag or just a straight up asshole. And Trevor was a straight up asshole. We were both like eight years old, and anyways, I was just like, hey Trevor, stop being a little cocksucker, cause, um, he and this was back before people's assholes tightened when you said cocksucker. I was only eight years old, okay? It was like in the 90s. It was okay to call somebody a cocksucker. And uh, his mom heard me call him a cocksucker, and she came over, she's like, hey! don't call Trevor a cocksucker, that's, that's, not, a, that's not nice. She's like, and I, I was just like, oh my God. And then she's like, gives, gives me a hug and a kiss. She's like, you'd be, just don't use that language. You'd be a good boy. And I looked at her and I thought, I was like, is she trying to be my mom right now? <laughs> I was like, why don't we keep it to the Capri Suns and Pop-Tarts, okay? And I'll be back next Friday. <laughs> Thank you. My name's Phil Gillis. You guys have a good night. <laughs>
0: Let's see. Uh, quick shout out to the Nasty in the booth for taking over the last second. Uh, stay here. If you guys are hungry, bonus perk, there's a bunch of free Indian food in the back. Fucking go to town on it. It was donated. Just eat it. And then stay put. In about eight minutes or less, Pam is going to be in here with a whole bunch of awesome comics. Thank you, guys. My name's Ethan.
24: Good evening there, my friends, here at and Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. <laughs> it's a cash car honey. <laughs> yeah. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs
2: think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be like in front of an audience, like?